Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Yes, indeed, welcome back. All right, you ready for uh, a, a different kind of review? Uh, okay, is it... Does it involve your notes that have a three-letter acronym in it? No, we'll get there. Okay. It's, it's not my... We'll get to the KKK later. There you go. If that doesn't hook you into the show, I don't know <laughs> The KKK what will. and Nazis. We'll, we'll get there, kids. Okay, this is... The show is taking a turn. It's it's a... It, it is a weird comics fax. I guess so. All right. <laughs> um, But no, I... Uh, as a Christmas present to my wife, I went to Taylor Swift this week. Oh, yes. And air quotes, Christmas present to my wife. Yes, you're right. Me, me. I'm the number one Swifty. You are. You, you're you more hey, Swifty than a Swiffer. I'm the problem. It's me. Yep. See, <laughs> I knew it all along. You are you are public enemy. Um, I assume that's a reference. I, what's the name of the song? I have no fucking idea. That's not true. You're just saying that now to, to cover your tracks, sir. If you see Taylor Swift on this tour, I cannot recommend highly enough that you bring earplugs. Is it loud? Holy shit. I have never, like, I know, like, last year I went to, like, the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. I'm like, this is the loudest room I've ever been in. That pales in comparison within the first, like, 13 seconds of her being on there. I was like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Did you? (laughs) It's so loud. Was your hearing off afterwards for a little bit? Like, for a, I mean, my hearing is worse, I think, permanently, but (laughs) there's commentary happening from upstairs. I like it. (laughs) My wife's just going into that. Yeah, no, I think um, I think I have permanent hearing damage. Uh huh. But permanent brain damage. Yeah, I. I, It was a Friday show. Mm -hmm. All through Saturday, legitimately the entire day, I had a massive headache because my ears wouldn't stop ringing and I couldn't hear anything. Wow. We hung out with some people the next day, and I kept on going like, "What? What?" Like I, I legitimately couldn't hear anything, and I I just had like this screaming headache. Yeah, I don't think I think the only comparison I could possibly make, and obviously I wasn't there. It's like this must have been like what seeing the Beatles in the '60s was like. I've never been around like someone with this level of fame. The screeching. It wasn't the it wasn't the sound of the concert that was the issue. How many people were openly weeping around you? All of them, including your wife. No, she wasn't. Weeping. To, to be fair, um, some. It was it, it <laughs> no, she wasn't except for a little bit. It was ninety eight percent girls there. It was like me and a smattering of like dads that had to drive their kids to the show. Did you did you make eye contact with the other men there and just like kind of like a silent acknowledgement of like I actually did that once. It's, it's so because we didn't actually plan this because this was a night that the Celtics were in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, when I yeah. bought these tickets back in November, clearly I did not the playoffs. I didn't know what the playoff schedule was. Uh, yes, but there was this one guy that I made eye contact with who was wearing a Celtics hat, and I was wearing a Celtics sweatshirt. And we kind of locked eyes and just nodded at each other, like in this like that's understanding. <laughs> of, like, what, that's what, an epic moment, really, over all of that. <laughs> like, hey, you. But like, it was you know a, a seventy thousand you know. Seat Arena at Gillette Stadium, 69,999 people were dancing and singing at the top of their lungs the entire time. I will say... You may notice there was a, a minus one there, and that was me, because I was just like, I don't know. You didn't... I, I, I don't know these songs. You didn't bop your head at all a little bit? You no. know a couple of songs. I knew like one out of every five, and for a three and a half hour show... That's actually I, I very that, impressive. Yeah, I thought that... <laughs> so you know actually quite a bit of her catalog. 
I was surprised how much I knew. My eardrums regret it. At least when I got hearing damage, it was seeing the Dropkick Murphys and Mighty Mighty Bostones. I mean, they're popular, but they're not like... No, but when, not I, like this. when I saw them at the Cumberland County Civic Center, back when it was the Cumberland County Civic Center, now the Cross Insurance Arena, I couldn't hear right for like three days afterwards. Like everybody's voice sounded different. I thought I had like permanently messed my ears. I'm pretty sure I did, but like things sounded weird. The question is, how much did you drink at the show? I had three drinks, which is impressive because they were all like between uh, 11 and $13. Wow. So you weren't getting beer. I did get beer. You got, wow. They, yeah, beer is expensive there. It just ranged between 11 and 13 bucks. I How was the tailgating beforehand? Were people like tailgating? Were they like, you know, I, when I got there, there were definitely a bunch of tailgaters. I was not one of them, but yeah. there were definitely a bunch of camps set out. See, that's the key. Like when I go to Patriots games, like we get there like as soon as the parking lot opens and we like tailgate. So we don't have to worry about paying a million dollars for drinks when we go in, but we still do anyway because we're like, we're here. Let's keep drinking. It was very nice. So um, my wife stood in a merch line to get a sweatshirt she stood in that line for an hour and a half and i couldn't be bothered so i just i went to our seat and, and like there were the opening acts and i wasn't like I, we're sitting next to like these like you know like late teens early 20 something so i was gonna be like hey girls let's just sing and dance so i was just sitting there reading a book <laughs> you brought a book to the taylor swift concert the number of people that commented on it i was like stop mentioning that i'm reading a book so one of the most like introverted curmudgeonly people had to go to a place where there were so many extroverted people on screech oh my god yeah i was just i was trying you know it's a and i say that from a place of love that you're introverted and curmudgeonly i was enjoying my book you were not only were you enjoying the show but you were enjoying the book and then all of a sudden a concert broke out while you were trying to read your book is what happened that's what you're saying i mean when emily came back mm -hmm. i put it away for a for a 75 dollars sweatshirt probably yeah <laughs> 65 sorry <laughs> yes there's some commentary please, coming from please upstairs excuse my ignorance all right. Is that the Taylor Swift review? Yes. Um, oh my god. Of all the uh, concerts you've been to, like was the showman was the 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 show personship was was the presentation great? Was it a good like show? I mean, I've been talking about this with my wife. It, I don't consider it a concert. It's produced within an inch of its life. Like there yeah. there was this like massive catwalk out there and like the opening acts would run out there like occasionally like oh my god, like like this massive thing but like when it came to Taylor Swift like there there wasn't an inch of spontaneity. It was so meticulous. Every second was so meticulously planned. So it's like it wasn't. It wasn't a concert. It was a production. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. Like most big stadium shows, kind of tend to be now. I, not that I've. I've never seen one like this. Oh. I mean, I've. I've never been to a pop show before, so I don't know. Like, if you know, you see like a Beyonce or like an Adele or something. I'm sure that there's the same. Yeah, thing, with the like, choreography and all of that, and the costume changes. Oh yeah, she. Uh, she had like a ton of costume changes. I've. I've never seen a sh show like it. Uh, so I guess that's the uh, the T Swift review. With that being said, is it time for the news? I guess it's time for the news. Before we get started. Does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's just... The world of streaming is a mess. Okay. A mess. Okay. Uh, Disney Plus has joined in the HBO Max, or now just Max, style of uh, removing things. Oh, they're going to speed plus? They're removing stuff that just came out. They're dropping over 40 shows and movies. Mm. So it's just going to be like Disney, Disney like less than sign. I mean, the, the biggie... I mean, take it as you will. I didn't watch it, and apparently no one else did either. Uh, Willow is getting removed. That came out less than six months ago, and they're pulling it. Wow. And that's the only... Like, it doesn't have physical media. It's not anywhere else. It was just made for Disney+. Plus. 
and they're pulling it. I went to high school with a kid who looked like Willow. That was his name was Willow. He looked like Warwick Davis in the movie Willow. I, I he was also about the same height, so it was really kind of a double double stab. Yeah, that's uh, sounds kind of insulting. Yeah, we were we. I mean, we didn't really necessarily bully him per se, but it kind of sounds like you did. No, he loved the nickname. That's the nickname he put in his yearbook too, Willow. I feel like he was just rolling with it and being like, "Haha, yeah, guys, cool. You're all a bunch of dicks." You just wish you had a cool nickname. Actually, I gave you two good nicknames over the time that we've known each you other. You haven't given me any nicknames. That's true. You used to be Big Red. That wasn't you. That was me. No, it wasn't. You're wearing a red, big red shirt. I'm like, go get Big Red. That was Trey. I think I yelled at Trey to call you i don't know i also darkness also trey i'm pretty sure that was me no those were both trey well fuck him okay it was me i'm gonna take credit for it and none of them stuck no except in your phone for some reason no because i'm just too lazy to change your name (laughs) yeah because literally if i put you in a zach bone i would never find you in my phone i'd be like darkness oh wait he's not darkness yeah neither neither of those were you man that's some real revisionist history by me, I guess. <laughs> you were just, that's that's so, the biggest Mandela effect of my life. <laughs> some real bandwagon shit. Oh, well, whatever. From something that never stuck from 20 years All ago. All right, I'm going to come up with giving you a nickname. Let's start with asshole. <laughs> okay, Jerry. <sighs> that's just making fun of people that aren't me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's insane. Willow just came out less than six months ago, and it's getting pulled this week. Well, well I don't understand... So my question is this. You've already made the movie. There's no advertising tied to it. What What are you getting by pulling it? What it is is licensing fees. To be able to present it, you have to pay licensing fees. Ah. And if no one is watching it and you're just paying fees for something that no one's watching. So Disney doesn't own the property of Willow, even though they redid a Willow. I mean, I think I'm not a tax lawyer, but... I mean, yeah, they they produced it. They they fronted all the money, but like you're still paying into the IP. Ah. You're still paying into the people that put it out. Okay. So that licensing fee is uh, now being deemed too high to retain it. Mm, fair enough. So I mean, it's so we're entering this weird phase where it's like, oh, this it's too, it costs too much to like keep this thing. Like HBO's are doing that with like, oh, like we own too many you know looney tunes cartoons we own too much of sesame street and no one's watching it so we're gonna pull it so we don't have to pay people to retain it mm, brought to you by the letter i o and u yeah <laughs> yeah essentially so yeah so disney is now in that process i mean it's weird because like we got we previously lived in a world of like physical media is kind of king like you want to rewatch a thing like physical media and then we like enter the streaming world where everyone was like fronting all this money and like all these projects like you can see anything you want at any time as long as you pay for our subscription fee but now it's like, oh, but if it doesn't have mass appeal, then mm, we're not going to do it. I guess not. There yeah, so, so that's weird and bad. Okay. Netflix has announced its a U.S. password sharing deal. Oh, seven ninety nine. Did you see this? Yes, I did. Okay, so starting uh, today, when we're recording it, if you are sharing your Netflix password, yeah, you can have up to uh, two other accounts watching it if you want to pay an additional seven ninety nine an yeah. account. Yeah. No, no, not. For, oh, no, overall, yes, for two. If two people are watching outside of your household, it is an additional seven ninety nine for what's something that's already like a nine ninety nine deal. So almost doubling it to share outside of your household, which I'm sure we'll see a lot of people shutting that shit down. Oh, there's some good stuff on Netflix though. And I'll never see Extraction 2 because we get it uh, through my in-laws and they barely watch it as is. So I can, can't imagine they're going to be like, yeah, we'll just nearly double what we're paying per month. I so. liked Extraction 1. Extraction, it was 
nice and generic. Yes, it was safe. Yeah. But I also got to see all of Tiger King, so I guess I could live with <laughs> Oh, yeah, Tiger King, woo. But yeah, so that, uh, that that's kind of the, I mean, there's a few other, like, tier things in there, but in general, if you're paying for, like, regular Netflix, if you want to, and you're sharing your password, that shit is going to nearly double if you want to continue sharing, so I, I can imagine a lot of people will be uh, shutting that right down. Probably. Yeah. More streaming news. Okay. Max launched today. You know, oh. dropping after like HBO Go and HBO Now. Yeah. And regular old HBO. And that brand that's been around for fucking ever. Now it's just Max. Um, it massively crashed and no one could access their shit today. Well, that's not good. So off to a great start. Streaming. That's where it's at, kids. It's all falling apart. Yep. I don't like it. Uh sad news. Oh, actor actor Ray Stevenson's died at the age of fifty eight. Wow. Uh, the cause of death has not been released yet, but still, like, that's stupid young. That's very young. You may remember him from such things as uh, the Punisher Warzone or the Thor movies as Volstag or Rome, which I never saw, and a bunch of other stuff. Like, also in the upcoming Ahsoka series, he's one of those Jedis with a orange lightsaber. Oh, orange. How was that? I'm sorry. Was that a pointed comment? No, just orange. Orange. Orange lightsaber. Orange. 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 Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> Emily, what fruit is from Florida and makes a delicious morning juice that you put in mimosas? See? Orange. Orange. It's not... He's saying orange. What kind of... What kind of what? What kind of movies do you like? Uh, the kind that are up your ass. <laughs> okay. Who? Oh, I... Maybe I if to, you had more orange juice. I went to strike your phone and you dodged. Yeah. Well... Maybe if you had more orange juice to prevent scurvy... This bell at you. <laughs> All right, I'll have two bells. <laughs> Not yet. I win. Ah! <laughs> I have a bell. You were bell struck. Please note, I caught it with my pinky. <laughs> I don't know why I bought two bells. You, because we used to play video. We used to play video. We used to play game show games on this show. So there's two bells down here, just throwing at you. Yes. Uh, Indiana Jones reviews are out after can. They're not good. <laughs> After a six-minute standing ovation, uh, the reviews, they're not bad. They're just mostly kind of like, it's okay. Yes. But I want i want great. I know. that. I mean, that's... I did like the little extra... Um, because tickets are going on sale now. Yeah. You know, um, for the sh- I was looking at what we're going to see for the rest of the year. Yeah. And ba- seven movies for the rest of the year. Basically, if you average that, it's like one per month for the rest of the year. This would be... Fairly accurate because it's what the six, yeah, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, be one some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say that, but they're mostly pretty clumped together. Like three, three of those seven tickets are on sale right now. <laughs> Across the Spider Verse, Indiana Jones, and Flash. Flash. Flash actually got some good reviews. Yeah, that seems to be doing well. But yeah, the indie review, like despite like the six minute standing ovation, all the reviews for indie, not all of them, but a lot of them are like, yeah, it's kind of mediocre, like not really relevant to this but going into it, it's like this movie is review proof for me like there's stuff like if it, it gets bad reviews they're like oh i was looking forward to this but the reviews like turn me off something like ghosted that came out like a month ago like yeah it's like oh this looks fun and then the reviews just dragged and i was like okay i'm not gonna watch that or like white men can't jump like the remake that came out this week what's S- same deal there's a remake of white man can't jump yeah it's out right now it just oh. came out last friday is it on netflix hulu uh, question mark I think, um, but like that got real oh. quick. Remind everybody uh, your definitive Indiana Jones ranking. I go Raiders, Last Crusade, Crystal Skull, Temple of Doom. 
Yeah, I think that's probably where I stand. There. Yeah, see? And I, I, we've been rewatching them in the last week, and yeah, I think so. God, I love Raiders. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Well, what's funny is like when this comes out, if it is bad, Indiana Jones will have more bad movies than good. I would say if it is bad, it would be even. I think Crystal Skull's in the middle. I mean, I don't like, necessarily think that. No, I don't necessarily think that Temple of Doom is bad. I just, I mean, the highs are like high highs. Yes, but the other like, and I, I still will like any like it's an amazing franchise. But like, if there are you know three bad movies compared to two, like it will be a literal negative franchise. I feel like for me, like the one like. Like, the bridge too far for me, though, was in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was, like, the alien aspect of it. But, like, I also know, like, it's supposed to be in the style of the Saturday morning serial. But it always has done with, like, you know, you have to have that suspension of disbelief with the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy Grail, the stones. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the reviews on this uh, were not awful, but not kind either. So, we'll see. I mean, there's no way I'm not going to this, like, opening weekend. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm there. I, I like you can't deter me from seeing this movie like there it's it's review proof for me yeah which you know may or may not be a uh, negative it comes out on june 30th which i believe leads right into independence day week so or when is fourth of july this year it's on the fourth of july it's a tuesday so yeah kind of we'll be playing off the long weekend i'll see all right what's next can you imagine Imagine being somebody that has to work on Monday and then have Tuesday off to go back on Wednesday. You can't get a proper three-day weekend around 4th of July this year. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I'll be on vacation. How about you um, enjoy yourself? I will, because I'll be coming over to your house and firing off fireworks on the 4th of July, as I have want to do. I can't read what the story is, so we're skipping it. There, let me see if I can decipher your handwriting. It might say no wiener. Let me see. What do we got? What line down are we? Well, we forgot to... I forgot to tell you to watch Killers of the Flower Moon trailer. No, I watched it. Oh, did you? Okay, yes. We can talk oh, that about looks that. really cool. I like it. Okay, what, cool. what was the one before that? No, after that. Ray Stevens. Um, and it looks like no wiener. I have no idea what that is. It's definitely doesn't. No, no, a... no, no. Will we love? Is that a V at the end? I have no idea what I wrote down. All right. Well, I, I literally can't read. New, new something? No, no, no. no w. No Weezer. Yeah, that's that was one of the things I thought. <laughs> Don't watch Weezer, I guess. Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon trailer. That looks really, really Martin good. Martin Scorsese's like th- another fucking three hour movie from him. Yeah, another wonderful three- director, but yes. my God. Can we cut down on your runtimes? Can we can we talk about it's another Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio like the eighth and Robert De Niro. Yeah, I think he's worked with DiCaprio like eight times now, I think is what it comes down to. But I mean this looks really interesting. It you know involves um uh, murder in a Native American tribe, and also uh, the direct descendant of said murder victim uh, put out a very long thread on Twitter saying, like, how accurate it is, like, how I think it's the Osage tribe, how they involved people, like, in front of the camera, behind the camera, how there were people being um, consulted with, and how it's a very accurate representation of their culture which is a definite positive like it was it was, a, it was a very interesting thread to read like it like it, i don't know it was like maybe like 10 tweets well this but, will be what the second scorsese movie in a row that's coming out exclusively on netflix because you had the irishman before no that. this is um this is this is gonna go to theaters this is oh through, it is uh i thought i had ne- oh no sorry it's i apple. got that confused with the other oh it's apple sorry yeah so it's it's hitting theaters but yeah this is through um apple it was the kingdom it. of the crystal uh, the, the um skull island was netflix which we'll get to 
I'm just trying to think in my head, like, there's got to be fewer Scorsese movies that do not have either De Niro or DiCaprio in them. Like, Wolf of Wall Street, DiCaprio, Goodfellas, De Niro, The Departed, DiCaprio. He's made a lot of movies at this point. I mean, he's yes. one of, you know, the most celebrated directors Casino. of all time, and for a good reason. Scorsese did Casino and Goodfellas, right? Yes. Casino, I don't know. Off the top of my head. God damn it, make me looking things up. I'm I'm all like 99.999% certain that Casino is a Martin Scorsese movie. With Robert De Niro and Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yes, that's Scorsese. Casino's a great movie. Have you seen Casino? No, Casino I haven't. Oh, very good movie. Oh, 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 Batman! Get judgy with me about what I've seen and what I haven't. That's a good point. You've seen way more than I have. <laughs> but I still can't believe that you haven't seen a seminal work such as Casino. I've, I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> I haven't seen everything. Well, if we ever do the... The the year of love and things that we love more than you could possibly imagine. I'm gonna throw a casino in there for a review. Well, the last time we did that, you made me watch fucking Tiger King, and I um wanted to murder you. I also made you one time watch the Japanese version of Star Wars. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't give you any control. Yeah, that's why I haven't been allowed to host the show again in six years. No wiener is the next news story. Don't know what that means. Mission Impossible. Describing yourself. <laughs> yes. Mission Impossible 7 had a trailer. It wasn't, fu- it wasn't that funny. No, because I almost said out loud, all balls, no shaft. <laughs> Mission Impossible 7 had its first trailer. Uh, Tom Cruise just like, he throws himself off a cliff twice in this. That's true. The The scene where in the trailer, but it's also clearly in the movie, when he drives the motorcycle off the cliff and parachutes, that was real. That was a practice. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. He's, he's a crazy man. <laughs> he's he's he, wild. He has the power of Scientology fueling him. I, that and gravity too i guess this looks fun i, I like the callback to the original villain from or one of the original villains from the uh first movie i guess yeah, he wasn't really it. a villain but he was like an antagonist yes yeah i i generally enjoyed the mission impossible movies i fell behind by a couple because there was one i was like in the middle of watching and i fell asleep so then I didn't watch the next two because of that. I like the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. That's three. Yes. Um, I've caught up with them, though. And, you know, the, none of them are bad. They're they're all super enjoyable. And just like, why is Tom Cruise trying to kill himself? But think about how long this franchise has been going on. The second Mission Impossible movie, the big song from it was a Metallica song. I don't even remember that. Yeah. I Disappear is the name of the song. Anthony Hopkins was also in that movie. Had one of the best lines ever in an Mission Impossible movie where Ethan gonna, goes, that's going to be difficult. And then Anthony Hopkins' character goes, well, this is Mission Impossible. Difficult should be a walk in the park for you. Do I have a wife? Do I have a girlfriend? I'm going to hurt her. That's actually a mildly kind of serviceable <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Well, he's dead now. Dark. He is. You know. Yes. What drug killed him? Cocaine? I don't remember. I don't know. It was drugs, right? God Maybe. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> back back to my phone. I can't believe that this has actually been a, an episode of the show where you've been on your phone more than me. Wait, hold on. How that dare is... you? How dare you? Now it says Philip <laughs> with a Y. That is actually kind of... Wait, one more time. No! <laughs> I need to click on this Wikipedia article. What killed Philip Seymour Hoffman? Was it drugs? Death. Ooh, 46. Yeah, it was drugs. I mean, to be honest, though, I'm still shook that you told me that Anne Heche died, so... Yeah, you remember that? Christ, that video was wild. <laughs> yeah, it was. Where she just pops out of that body bag. <sighs> that was upsetting. Anyway. For all you people without physical media, Indiana Jones is coming to Disney+. Plus. Oh, they're making room for it on the server. <laughs> yeah, now that, yes, now that they've canceled a bunch of things. But what's exciting for me is I 
you know, I have um, the movies on Blu-ray, and you know, I previously had them on DVD. I upgraded. Ooh, um, that DVD upscaling not doing it for you. But Young Indiana Jones Chronicles is coming out as well. Yes, I saw your tweet about this, and you're excited to have the context about the time that Indiana Jones killed a man by playing the saxophone. Three men. <laughs> okay, <it was> fair <laughs> enough. Which is, I I remember when that came out on DVD, and it was such a pricey box that it was like 90 bucks or something. I'm like, I can't justify this. So I've never actually seen the show. But now it's going to be on Disney Plus like at the end of the month, I the think. The fact that you've perseverated over this for at least two decades is upsetting. <laughs> it was It was very pricey. Not the price, but the fact that Indiana Jones killed three men with snow and a, a saxophone. He blew that saxophone so hard, he killed three men. He's no Kenny G. <laughs> I don't think Kenny, like, Kevin Garnett loves Kenny G, and that's all I can think about whenever Kenny G comes up. Kenny G's a hell of a saxophone player. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Soprano him. Soprano sax. He just... It's like a clarinet on steroids. Kevin Garnett loves Kenny G. You can't tell me that when you hear a little Kenny G, you're like, hmm. Skull Island, a show I... I think I knew this was coming, but I kind of forgot about it. A new King Kong show is coming to Netflix. Mm. It's anime. Did you watch this trailer? Yes, I did. Oh, cool. Yes, where the uh, tentacle thing rips apart the airplane, helicopter thing. and yeah. This isn't hentai. It's not. <laughs> okay, just because it's a tentacle. <laughs> yeah, um, connected, I guess, to the monsterverse of the like recent Kong and Godzilla movies. There's an animated mm. show coming out where it's just, the trailer is just like, look at a bunch of monsters rip shit apart, and hey, there's Kong. Yep. Yeah, I know. we'll see. I I don't have a lot of faith in it, but I hope it's good. Yeah, like this. This is the same animation studio that did the Kevin Smith He Man show, mm. which I liked. Like that that was fun yes, to watch. That so, was I mean, fun. Hopefully, this will be in that same kind of like yeah, you know, like kind of bombastic animation style. So we'll see. I hope it's good. He Man and the Masters of the Universe. And last bit of news: uh, Marvel got some uh, announcements about their shows. I I don't write down the dates, which is fine. Whatever. But coming out later this year, we're going to get Loki Season 2, starring uh, the controversial Jonathan Majors. So we'll see how that goes. Did you see the news that um, when they were doing press for Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumanium, that they were not supposed to make any mention of Jonathan Majors? No. Yeah, that was a thing I saw online. It's on the internet, so it has to be true. So Loki's coming out. But here's what the interesting one is. So we got two more shows coming this year. We got Loki, which will be released weekly. But Echo is going to get dumped all at once, which we haven't seen before. Wow. So does that, I don't know, so that, to me, that reads as um, two potential things. One, they're testing that format to see, like, how it goes for, like, just dumping a show all at once, kind of like in the model of Netflix. Or they don't believe in the show. That is, yes, that is the second option, which also kind of, like, given all the Jonathan Majors stuff, kind of makes me surprised uh, that they're not doing that with Loki because, you know, the longer Loki goes on, like whatever it's going to be, like eight, ten episodes, you're just attracting a lengthier news cycle around someone uh, who is uh, bringing in problematic press. Mm. So I'm kind of surprised that they're like they're not doing that for Loki, but they're doing that for Echo, which doesn't make me have a lot of faith in Echo. I also think with something like Loki, though, you've also got Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston in that, and you want to space that out and generate and drive consistent repeat clicks on it. Yeah, I don't know. So even though it has Jonathan Majors in it, I think you've got the other two-thirds of star power are enough that you need to space that out over the period of however many episodes it's going to be. We'll see. I don't have um. I mean, I guess we'll, for lack of a better term, the proof will be in the pudding. Yep, I like it. Or as the original phrase is, the proof is in the tasting. Yes, the idiom, 
as it would be. That's that's what it originally it wasn't the proofs in the pudding, the proofs in the tasting. Well, I mean, it's exactly right. I mean, it makes more sense. It does make more sense. Yes. But yeah. Um But I think, you know, everybody can get behind pudding. Unless it comes from Bill Cosby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, we're gonna move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm gonna make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. We're talking about Nazis today, kids, and weird comics facts. Why are we talking about Nazis? Because I just learned this, and it's legitimately, like... That they were bad? Mind-blowing. So, if you've ever read a comic book of, you know, mostly in previous ages from... But for, like, a very long-ass time. Mm-hmm. In the back of comic books, you would see ads for stuff like, hey, do you want sea monkeys? And they looked interesting. They looked like a little shrimp, and they were just, like, smiling. Yeah. And they're like, hey, this is the greatest thing ever. And then you'd send away for sea monkeys, and you get them in the mail, and it was just, like... Yeah, like, the same, like, flo- you can... Floating nothings. Get a hovercraft. Like, those things. Like, build it yourself. Well, X-ray glasses. Th- well, the same individual who was selling sea monkeys in the back of comics... Just ripping kids off left and right. Also did X-ray specs. Like, hey, yeah, do, do you want to see, I don't know, Susie's boobs under her clothes? Buy these X-ray specs. I don't know why else you would want to buy X-ray specs. Uh, I mean, they're not really X-ray specs. No, they didn't work. No. Did you buy some X-ray specs? No. Oh, you did and you just want to admit it. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. But um, so this guy who was basically cheating kids out of their money, turns out, um, was a real life scumbag. Well, I mean, these hustling kids on the back of a comic book for like 35 cents build a hovercraft. All you need is a vacuum cleaner. So you have to go buy a vacuum cleaner, too. So uh, this individual's name was Harold Braunhut. Mm -hmm. If I'm not pronouncing that correctly, I don't really care because uh, he's a Nazi and I don't give a fuck. Okay. So so the guy who was selling you sea monkeys and x-ray specs was a legitimate Nazi. And like those are the same kind of advertisements were in the back of like Boys Life magazine. The crazy thing though, he's a Nazi. He's Jewish. And then to make him sound sell, sound more German, he just threw a Vaughn in there. That'll do it. So he was Harold Braunhut, and he changed his name to Harold von Braunhut just to make him sound sell more German. He was part of the KKK. So this is a very confusing man. Yeah, I I don't know. The guy was a legitimate Nazi. How does this tie in with anything we're talking about this week? Nothing. I just found out about it this week, and I was like, that's wild. It it ties into these were in the back of comic books. And, and this is a comic and other, book. And other shows. magazines. Like, it was also like in yeah. Boy's Life. And yeah. Yeah. So the guy who was selling you Sea Monkeys, X Ray Specs, legitimate Jewish Nazi. That's a weird sentence. Build your own rocket. <laughs> yeah. He was part of the KKK, and he eventually died from. Um, falling down and i hope he burns in hell and from there <laughs> uh, yeah we're gonna go from the heat of hell that von Braunhot is in to the miami heat burning up the boston celtics <laughs> it's time for jared's sports reports he's running down the middle by the 50 he's at the 30 bear tested the guy is drunk but there he goes oh and they tackle him at the 40 yard line it's time for another jared's sports report well, uh, LeBron, um, the Lakers have lost to the Nuggets 0-4. LeBron was talking about maybe retiring, but we talked about this last no. week, the week before. He's not retiring. He wants to play with Bronny. I don't, I don't believe that shit for a second. Great tweet I saw today that if everyone thought Aaron if uh, Aaron Rodgers is, am I going to retire or not, decision-making was frustrating, LeBron James is going to make him look definitive. <laughs> LeBron's not retiring. I don't believe that for a no, second. No, but I don't know if he's going to still be in uh, Los Angeles. I don't know if he's going to uh, stay the Lakers, but Kyrie was courtside. 
I am. Yeah, a lot of people were fanning those flames. I I don't buy into that at all. Here's a question: If LeBron came to Boston or showed interest in Boston, would you want him here? No. You're telling me that you would take, let's say, trade out Jalen Brown for LeBron James? No, 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 definitely. Jalen Brown, who can't even walk without tripping over himself right now. Jalen Brown, who dribbled the ball off of Chris Paul, or yeah, off of the like, off of people's feet. Chris Paul isn't in this series. I know. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Well, I'm already prepared for your, like, Spolster is the best coach left in these finals. And I will ask you this question because I know you're going to say it. Hey, can you name me uh, who are, who's the Nuggets coach and who's the Lakers coach? If you're going to be telling me that someone's the best coach in the series. Or no. In the rest of the oh, okay. So great. So No, but I'm telling you that Eric Spolster is the best coach in the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah, that's not what you said last week. And I, I was like, I should have asked him who the other no, coaches were. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. So I'm sorry. Who's uh, who's the Lakers coach? Uh, Well, he got swept. So I don't. I'm sorry. Who, okay. By, by which coach? In the Nuggets. So. Uh, Who's nope, that? Nope. I'm not really a Western Conference guy. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. So, yeah. You're... I'm just telling you that I know what I see, and I'm seeing Eric Spolstra coach circles around Joe Missoula. <laughs> Way to walk it back. Yes. <laughs> I, I know Those are two names I know. Uh, and I know basketball. I know enough to know that the Celtics are just... And the Nuggets coaches. He's happy because they won the series four games <laughs> oh, today. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a happy man. Yes, he is because he's got a lot of time off between now and the start of the finals in June. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lakers are done. LeBron, I might retire. No, you're not. And yeah, yeah, I think that's about it for news. Okay, we're going to move on. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to talk, 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 talk all about the Celtics from literally a year ago. Oh, Summer Ball, Summer League, G League, the draft, the draft lottery. Can we talk about the Spurs getting their number pulled repeatedly in the draft yeah, lottery? Got, yeah, they got uh, Victor Wemanyama. Yes, but anyway... The most like boring team in the league got the Celtics are. I think what I see was <laughs> plus eight. Oh, can I actually? No, I'm going to talk about this for just half a second. The Wembenyama thing. Okay. I I do not like the commentary around this draft. Like everyone's like, this is the greatest draft pick since LeBron. Like it or since this or since this. Like we haven't seen this. Like it's such revisionist history because this was like th- three years ago when. We were talking about Zion. Like, Zion was going to be, like, the best thing since LeBron. And he was, like, being blown up as, like, the greatest thing ever. And that turned out to be kind of a dud. But it's such revisionist history to say, like, Webinyan is, like, the great... Like, we haven't seen a draft class like this in 18 years. Like, yeah, we did. Everyone was freaking the fuck out over Zion. And it didn't work. True. It's such revisionist history to be, like talking about like how this is like the craziest draft like no we we were talking about the craziest draft just a couple of years ago and it just didn't work out i i just i think it's such just a horseshit like line to go down all right that's my there you uh, go women on a draft well the boston celtics find themselves in a very bad spot they're down oh three no team in nba history has ever won a series after going down oh three you know what's crazy because you were just talking about it's like i've you know i've been there like for all of it like and even like watching uh, like the regular season like there'll be games and to be fair like they had a really incredible like regular season run and like even when it was bad my wife would be like it was great because whenever they're down she does like all the dishes like she just gets stressed out and does just dishes so you know when they lose the house is cleaner which is awesome so your house should be immaculate <laughs> after tomorrow <laughs> yeah but like when they're down like it's bad and she's like we should just turn this we should just turn this off and i'll go no like i'm here for the, like i'm not I'm not going to be some fair weather fan. I'm here for the whole ride. You turned to get off halfway through game three. You quitter. I was building to that. Yeah. Uh, So essentially, like, I'll, 
82 games in a season. I probably watch about 75 of them, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. But, you know, in, in that area. Like, But I'm there. Like, even, yeah. even when they're losing, I'm watching. I go, no, this is part of the process. I am just... I shouldn't say the process. That's a Philly thing, but um, that didn't work I, out very well for them. Yeah, but I'm I'm just I'm there for all of it, and it was Game Three of the Eastern Conference Finals, and I turned it off at the half because I was so fucking mad. You you had to have known though that this this group was in trouble when it took them six games to beat the Hawks. You're like, oh, no, the Hawks, no. bring on the Hawks. Here comes a sweep. Would you like me to go back? I kept the receipts. They pissed away two of those I, games. I will say this though. I I'm not meaning to like poke because i know what it's like to have the heartbreak i you know i don't know what the fuck happened here i i, I truly don't as i was talking with with the i don't know buddies, why Peyton pritchard got played in game was it game two pritchard I, was like what the fuck so, we do with pritchard why so, is he there it's real easy to take, why is pritchard on butler it's real easy to like say it's one big thing it's a lot of little and medium-sized things that make it feel like one big thing but uh, there are some glaring problems with the way that this team plays, the way that Joe Missoula manages them in these critical situations. <laughs> I mean, this year they're they're living and dying by the three. That that's I mean, last yes. year with Ime, Which, it was it was Ime was like defense first. This team this year it's it's all threes. Threes are what we're doing. Yeah. Which, you know, there's some people like, well, in today's NBA, you don't need guys that can play inside. No, you still need guys who can play inside. There's no secret why there's no secret to the fact they've had success when they they work the ball inside when they have Time Lord in there, when they're able to, you know, the problem is, is Al Horford can't also supplement those minutes for Robert Williams. He just, Horford's, I mean, he's still really fucking, like he'll, especially in the playoffs, like Horford steps up in the playoffs, but he can't handle Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a maniac. Yes. And I, Jimmy Butler is a great A troll and he's doing a great job of it. I don't, I I truly have no idea what the fuck happened in like in this series. It it boggles this is the, the eight mind. Seed. This is the eight seed who was in the playing game, and they were down in the third quarter. Their win, per, their their lose percentage were like they were eighty five percent to lose the playing game at one point in the third quarter. Yeah. Well, now it, they are one game away as we record this from being in the NBA Finals. In ESPN, everyone is mocking ESPN because like they were like the Heat have a three percent chance. No, the moment that that was said. Mm-mm. I don't think, again, it goes back to you give me shit for not knowing the Western Conference coaches. I know that Eric Spolster is a good coach, and I know that Eric Spolster is a far superior coach than Joe Missoula. I, I was talking They're getting out coached, they're getting out worked, and they're getting out. I mean, there's just no. Well, I don't. I, it was game. I think it was game one, and we're watching it. And, like, it you know, it, it was it was a tight game. Like, there, there was there was a real, like, back and forth. Like, it was, it was like maybe the second quarter, and I just went. I think we were even up at the time, and I went. I don't like the feel of this. Like they, well, like the Heat are just—they're trying. Like there's just more effort. They're trying harder than we're trying, and I don't like how this feels. Then you know, at one point they were up nine, and I think I think it was game one or game two. They were up. That nine. was game. That was game two in the fourth quarter. They were yeah. up nine, and all I was watching oh. it. This was after the Taylor Swift concert, and yes. I, and I was just watching it in the hotel, and I was just going, "You just got to maintain. Like you don't at this or, point. Like you don't got to beat them. Like." I don't give a shit if they score every time they come down the floor. If they score, all you have to do is just respond. Just maintain. But And they couldn't fucking the, do that. And they couldn't do that in part because when they went on that run, like 
They come down, they hit a three. It's a six-point game. You're like, okay, that happens. Then they come down, they hit another three. It's a three-point game. You bang a timeout right there. Yeah, I, and I, they I, didn't, yes. and then all of a sudden they hit another. They get a two and then a three, and then they have the lead, and it's off to the races. Yeah, I, the, the time, I mean, the timeout thing has been... Yes. No, a, he's just a commentary throughout the entire year. Yeah. But which I, I can't disagree with. All right. So here's some here's some questions for you. Okay. True or false? The Celtics <laughs> uh they're fucked. There, there's no way they're coming back from this. I'm not expecting okay. a two thousand four Red Sox miracle here. Although the, that's been trending a lot. Kevin Millar is supposed to be at the game tonight. The Kevin Millar video and from <laughs> game five, game four of the series against the Yankees. You know, every time don't let us win tonight. I this I will be throwing it on tonight. Every time Every time in the playoffs that I have worn my Tatum jersey, yeah. they have won. I have not worn that jersey for a while, as you can tell by the record. I, I'm I'm not one of so those. So this is on you. So anybody who's listening who's a Celtics <laughs> fan, this is Zach's pro this is his fault. We've we've circled the problem. We found it. I this asshole's not wearing a Tatum jersey. Well, I mean, I, I I, I I have no belief in like the superstition. Like um like our buddy Mike, like Mike is so into superstition about like games and like oh this happened so I have to do this again for blah, blah, blah. like I'm I'm not that guy. I'm not the superstition. Oh, I'm guy. super superstitious about some are you? things. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't play that game. But <laughs> there are certain things I'm superstitious about. The fact that like every time that they've won, I've been wearing my Tatum jersey is a it's not weird if it works. It's not weird if it. Okay, I, I say so, that, and I'm definitely throwing on that jersey. Tonight. Yeah, so you're you're being fucking superstitious <laughs> is what's happening here. There's no two ways about it. But okay, here we go. I'm gonna give you some some true or false questions. All right. Okay. Uh, the Celtics do get swept in the Eastern Conference Finals. True or false? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, true or false? Both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are on this team next year. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. They're going to sign them both to a supermax contract. Yeah, um, I mean Tatum's already under contract. It's going to Jalen was the question because he made All NBA. He can get the most money from the Celtics, and yeah, yeah, I believe he'll be here next year. True or false? Joe Missoula is the coach next year. I also believe that. Really, that's a really really popular thing right now. Is they think he's going to get fired? I don't think so. He came in. He came in like literally like what three days before the season kicked off, and so he's he, had he's had all season, Zach. He's had all yeah. season, and well, I I think some of the decisions he's made are not necessarily the right ones. Um, he knows basketball better than I know basketball. He knows basketball better than you yeah. know or any basically anyone who's watching like this. And yeah, I would I would give considering all he did this year. Coming in from a shitty situation and still like getting this yeah. team this far, going off of being like the youngest coach in the NBA, a first time head coach going this far, yes, I, I do you think he got taken this far though by talent alone? Um, no, not. I mean, talent definitely helps, but no, I don't think that. See, I don't, I don't know. I think it could be tough. True or false? The Boston Celtics do get back to. Uh, it's too early to, to like project into next year uh true or false they make a big splash for a big name free agent no i don't think so so then my question to you as a fan who's educated who understands the workings of the nba who something went horribly wrong your answer is to not change anything that joe missoula just needs another year of seasoning i'm gonna say that it's not just him though it's it's everyone like they it starts with coaching i mean it is but but it is sophomore and immature to say it's only his fault but there's some things that have to change. I mean, how many times they what they've made it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, was it like four times in the last five years? They made it to the finals last true. year. Like, how about this? True or false? Jason Tatum scores in the fourth quarter for the first time all series tonight. <laughs> well, if he doesn't get pulled, sure. 
Yeah, but still, even the first two games, he's on the floor and he hasn't scored. Jason Tatum, okay, true or false, Jason Tatum has been generally underwhelming this playoffs. He had the one game, game seven. Yeah, he has not had a great playoffs run. I don't know what's going on. True or false, (laughs) there's a change in the front office. I think we will see maybe some front office changes. I think we might see some assistant coaches change around because a lot of what this last year was was guys that were Danny's guys guys that were emails guys like especially in the coaching staff like those were guys like it was like this whole crew that came from like portland oregon like that all yeah. knew each other forever that all came over and missoula just got pushed up like above these guys who were like emails guys i bet a, i bet we will see email was jason tatum's guy we're i think we're gonna see um a lot of i don't think we're gonna see a lot of team like player changes but i think there will be a number of um, behind the scenes guys changes. administrative changes yeah coaching changes front office guys i think there'll be uh, a lot of movement there is my guess true or false al horford retires no you think he's gonna go another year? he's 37 al wants to get a ring al wants to get a ring so fucking bad <laughs> i don't mm. i i don't think he's leaving i think al is absolutely coming back all right there you go that's i mean there you go that's all really for sports reports we took up a lot of time red Sox are there We'll talk about more of them after the Celtics are done on the series. <laughs> after uh, tonight when they uh, probably lose. There you go. There's something else sports-wise I think I felt like happened to mention, but I forgot. Oh, the biggest one of the biggest days in uh, in racing coming up this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. You've got the Grand Prix of Monaco, the Indy 500, and the Coke 600 all in one day on Sunday. So you got that if you're a motorsports fan. I didn't even want to talk about the Celtics and you ate up like 10 minutes. All right, there you go. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on from there to a review. This week, we're going to be talking um, the Short-Lived Clerks animated cartoon. If you didn't see it, hey, there's a good reason. So we're going to move on from there to an Editor's Note Comics review. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. Going back to the year 2000. In the year 2000. There was a Clerks cartoon. Hey, did you see this at the time? Nope, I didn't. (laughs) Did you see it after? I saw it now. So... What this was? Nope, no appreciation for the Conan pullout or call deep cut whatever I reference. Uh, there, Kevin Smith had a Clerks cartoon. Guess not. It, <laughs> that involved all the main cast. It had you know uh, your voice actors for Dante and Randall, uh, Jeff Anderson, Brian O'Halloran, um, Jason Mewes is in there. Kevin Smith yep. is in there. Like all your your regular mainstays are mm-hmm. there. This series lasted in the year two thousand a whopping two episodes before getting shit canned yes but they had the other four they got yeah when yeah on on dvd it's not available on streaming i'm sure you can rent it or buy it or whatever the fuck but it's not out there uh but the dvd that that's been out there for a long ass time and where you can watch all six episodes of this series and to also not help the series it was aired out of order mm. which is not very helpful no uh there's the pilot which is fine episode two i think is one of the funniest conceits to a a comedy show i've ever seen uh the other guy who was working on the show uh pretty heavily was uh dave mendel he w- he was a old snl guy he worked on seinfeld he worked on curb your enthusiasm he w- the last like three seasons of vp was running it and currently he's the guy uh who directed all the episodes of white house plumbers on hbo or I- i'm sorry max okay there you go uh, which I also think is hilarious. The way that show opens, it opens up like a very old HBO logo. It's like home box office, like from the seventies, mm-hmm. and now um, it's not that anymore. 
So I find it oh. very funny that that show opens up with like, hey, remember how well established, you know, the HBO name was? Oops. Yeah. It's not a thing anymore. Womp womp. But I, episode one happens, doesn't air. Episode two airs. And I already said, I think it's one of the funniest ideas for an episode of television I've ever heard. Episode two is a clip show. From only one one episode. Oh, yeah. Only one episode is out there and they do a clip show, which I mean, you know, in you know the 90s and before that like that that happened all the time like even in animated shows like the simpsons would have like one clip show a year mm-hmm. it was you know usually you know like oh we only got to produce like four like three four minutes it, it, it's a money saving thing yes but the idea of doing a clip show in episode two i think is so fucking funny and but when this first aired that was the first episode so there's no context like it, like episode two is a clip show for something that never happened. So the joke just doesn't land. No. And then there's one more episode and then it's off the air. And uh, the episodes would air later on, like on, um, I can't remember if it was Comedy Central or like Adult Swim. They, it was like years and years later, they were like. Well, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. You, you'd, you'd catch them at like, you know, like 11 o'clock at night or something. But and the show lives on in DVD, but. Yeah, that's kind of uh, the history of the show. It was shopped around to other networks and like it had offers from stuff like UPN at the time and a few other things. But like, ABC, where where it aired, they were like, "Hey, like we're a major network. Like we can give you things that these other networks can't give you." So it went to them and uh, fucking died immediately. Well, I think part of the problem for that too is like in watching this, you could tell, and they even like they even make make mention of it in the last episode, like how handcuffed it felt like being on abc on broadcast tv standards and practices like they can't do some of the classic kevin smith clerks type of things yeah, they, on that they can't curse and even like jay and silent bob aren't drug dealers they sell fireworks yes because they can't sell weed although it's funny when they do teach the monkey how to smoke i do i do oh i do love that outbreak episode that's a funny one the outbreak um, episode i mean it's funny i as right. a kevin smith fan i like I enjoyed it. It was funny. My favorite episode was different than your favorite episode, though. Um, all right, so we can kind of walk through this if you want to kind of give your thoughts on these six episodes that existed. Oh, I, I don't want to hit every episode like you know beat for beat or things like yeah, that yeah. or rank them, but I I think what was fun about this, and I think it it is one of the cool things about what Kevin Smith does is when he's able to kind of get in the sandbox. He does a lot of fun stuff. And I think with an animated show, you can do things differently. Like it definitely wasn't the indie feel that the original Kirk's movie was. And they like even make reference of it in the last, you know, in the last episode, which is also titled the last episode, like the very last episode or something like that. Like it's in color. It's not black and white things that are happening kind of outside the quick stop. Like, you know, the original clerks, like everything happened inside or on the roof of the quick stop. Like they even make mention of it at the end of the last episode. Like, you know, no matter what, there's too much plot happening outside the quick stop. We're staying in here. Yeah, There's a carnival outside. We're like um, all these wild and outlandish things are happening. Yeah. We're uh, Dante's ex-girlfriend, Caitlin Breeze at a kissing booth and like, yeah. all these, like outlandish things are happening at like said kissing booth. Yeah. The Alan Thicke is having a costume party or <laughs> what a contest. Reference. Yes. But I love, first of all, like, I can't fully figure out why Charles Barkley has a consistent theme I love through that. all this. I don't know why Charles Barkley is in there either. And it's like, like real Charles Barkley. Yeah. Charles Barkley, like the episode will end. And then like the last like two minutes are like, they'll do a segment called like science says. Yeah. And, and they, Charles Barkley will just pop up and they just 
beat the shit out of Charles yeah, Barkley. Uh, did you get the Godfather? Like the Godfather, they recreate yes. like that scene from the Godfather, like the the fight in the street, like down, like you know, the trash can getting thrown and like biting the knuckles and all oh, that yeah. stuff, just kicking the shit out of Charles Barkley. And like <laughs> we do the science on this show. I think my favorite though was the the one where they go to court and it's Judge Reinhold and it is Judge <laughs> Reinhold. <laughs> that is, fun. it's a funny show. It's a funny show. I loved the. The series of false endings on that, and then they go to and like uh, who is driving? Bear is driving. Yeah, bears. Why? <laughs> it's just where it goes randomly anime for no yes. good reason. Oh yeah, it just yeah. work bad. <laughs> They're whipping the animators. I mean, referencing like old like that very famous um, Looney Tunes cartoon where like Daffy yeah. Duck is like yelling at the animator and like the animators changing him around, but yeah. this time it's Randall instead of Daffy. Duck. I'm a real corker, aren't I? <laughs> no, I like that. Randomly, I like the, Alec Baldwin in the first episode. Yeah, he, he's in every episode. Oh, yeah, that's right, he is. As Alec, the town that uh, the quick stop is in in Jersey is, is Leonardo. Yes, it's uh, Leonardo, New Jersey. And um, the guy who runs the town, or he comes back, is uh, voiced by Alec Baldwin, who does mm-hmm. not sound at all like Alec Baldwin. Like, no, he, he is doing such a voice, and uh, his character's name is Leonardo. Leonardo. Leonardo yes, <laughs> I love. I also like the episode. Like the fourth and the fifth episode, I really liked. I like the one with all of the movie references to, like, you know, um, I, I earlier in the show shit on Temple of Doom, but like Temple of Doom. Um, yeah, there's one episode. Bad News Bears. Yeah, they cram in Bad News Bears, Temple of Doom, and The Last Starfighter all into yes. one episode. Yeah. And it's great. It's really funny. Yes. Where, they, <laughs> Where Jay and Silent Bob become. Jay hasn't, Jay hasn't got all the fourth grade. He can be on the team. <laughs> So yeah, so Coach J- Dante. So yeah, Jay joins um, their baseball team, and it's yes. so that's it's part bad news bears escort service. <laughs> it's ten cents a letter, or something like that. It just, I think it's a really funny show. It, it really, I, it works. Like it's it. This totally could have been a thing. It, it could have. It really, really could have. And it it worked for what it was. Would I like to have it be more? I like some of the even the digs in there too. Like. Um, how to write a cartoon by Seth MacFarlane, <laughs> like just in the writer's room part of the last episode. Did you notice that on the book? Uh, I don't know if I caught that, but yeah, yeah. sure. Nope, uh, that was in there. Like, just it showcased how clever Kevin Smith can be with writing and direction and like thought process and jokes. And the show is like in production for like two years from mm-hmm. like when it got greenlit to like yeah. when it came out. So, and then it was just two episodes and it was gone. Yeah. Again, I think for part of the problem that that show had was it was such a it was kind of a cult classic that became like a staple they couldn't do the same thing so like you think clerks animated like okay it but it wasn't really that it wasn't yeah it was clerks characters in an animated world it wasn't the same gritty down to earth like even like the like the pre the like the disclaimer at the beginning of each show and like the guy just keeps like i went to law school for this it just it didn't it it was handcuffed like like you I keep going back to that reference that you had about Thor Love and Thunder. The hardest part for this show was clerks existed before it. But I think it also showed that there was an appetite for clerks still, and I think that's for me maybe what kind of helped roll the ball into making clerks too. I wonder if this show is if part of why it didn't work, if it was too reference heavy. 
to other stuff. Like, I mean, that that was like part of the DNA of Clerks. Yeah. The the first Clerks movie is like, oh, like Death Star contractors, blah blah blah. But then, like I said, like this one is like, oh, there's an episode that's Bad News Bears, Last Starfighter, and Temple of Doom. Like, is everyone gonna click with that? Go like, oh, I remember all of this. I think, and, and I understand why this works as like these three major like points like going together. Or there's an entire episode that's all about like Outbreak, the movie Outbreak. Kevin Smith stuff works best for people if you you don't have to be a full-on pop culture stand but i think you god i fucking hate that word i know that's why i threw it in there but i feel like the more you understand about pop culture or can pick up on the references like the people's court and then judge reinhold like that's a funny joke to me i that was and then they bring in axel fully just for the <laughs> shit of it why not? And they're shoving bananas up tailpipes. And I was all about it. For then, a long time. Yes. That, is, that is a long gag. Or the gag in the last episode where Jay keeps opening the door and telling Dante about all the terrible things his girlfriend is doing. <laughs> but you couldn't make the 47 dicks joke because it was supposed to be on TV. 37. Whatever. You know, well, at the carnival, clearly 10 more dicks were involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just the... It works if you understand and appreciate pop culture but if you also understand and appreciate kevin smith stuff yeah it doesn't like the last episode does dive into some of the star wars mythos like talking about princess leia's sovereignty like when all they're on blew up did she become queen and then it's like well her mom was already dead uh how it, do lightsabers work how do they know to stop the force that's your answer to everything is the force there's a big b out there yeah there's a big b out there um it doesn't for like an animated series like i think it's I, I am not someone who like says like the Simpsons got terrible after season 10. Like I'm still watching it. And by the their uh, finale that happened this week, there's 750 episode. We're catching them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like literally the intro had se- like, it was 700 or 750th episode. They had 750 unique characters. They redid the intro Yeah, and had 750 characters in there, which is crazy. That is. Cl- I think Matt Groening is a, is a uh, time traveler though. <laughs> I think he's rich as, as F. Yes, but he's also a time traveler because the things that that show has predicted happening. Well, don't shake your head at me, sir. Well, what what I was gonna say, like compared to especially like the early earlier seasons, I I agree. Like, there's definitely more classic seasons than later stuff. Oh, my my kind of point was like when they wrote the finale for this year, I, the show has been renewed for two more seasons. But I definitely feel like because animation takes a little bit longer to do, I definitely feel that at the time of writing uh, the finale for this season, they didn't know if they were going to get picked up because I feel like this year's finale could have absolutely worked as a series finale. It was very good. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, but okay, they're so, closer <laughs> to the end than they are than they've ever been. Yeah, but it, this this one could have worked, and I feel like they went into this finale with that mindset like this might be the last one yeah and it it totally could have worked it was a great episode but like compared to like the simpsons or like a family guy or like any of these other kind of like adult animated shows the clerks cartoon doesn't quite have that like insanely high joke ratio like if you like watch like early seasons of the simpsons like they are hitting you with a joke about every three seconds like how fast they come is insane this is and, and, more and the, and the, subtle. It yeah, builds the, up to the jokes as opposed to like bang, 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 bang. Yeah, the, it, this, uh, yeah, it's um quieter, I guess. I don't know yeah. what the, the right terminology is here, but it's it's not it's not a barrage of just like joke, 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 joke. I don't think quieter is the right word. I think it's more um it's more deliberate. Like there are certain it builds up to certain jokes as opposed to like the nonsensical things that sometimes happen in a Simpsons episode. And it also relies pretty heavily on repeated jokes, like yes. Dante and Randall um, doing 
the Batman and Robin like walking up a building. Why are we walking this way? Like yes, they they hit that so many times. Mm-hmm. It, so the, it it, revol- it involves a lot of repetition. I think that in order to understand the jokes better, you have to like I said, you have to have that. You have to have a at least a a moderate catalog of pop of pop culture understanding. Yeah, no, definitely. So I, if you if you're a Kevin Smith fan, highly recommend it. Yeah, I I I like the show a lot, and sometimes it's because it's only six episodes. It's just fun to throw it on. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like once every like three years, like watch like six episodes. You're like, oh yeah, these are funny, and I like them. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's yes. a it's a fun, enjoyable time. Yes, I like the the video vignettes in between each one though at our Hollywood estate. Yeah, if you're watching the DVD, uh, there are live action like interstitials yes. of um, Jay and Silent Bob being like. Look at our palatial Hollywood yeah. estate, and then it just turns out um, they're they're working for Jeff Anderson, who is not playing Randall. He's just Je- he's like, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not, not Randall. Yeah. I, I, no, my, Jeff. My, my name is Jeff. Clean my pool. Yeah, it's pretty much, <laughs> which is funny. All right, yes, I mean if you haven't seen it, I'm sure the DVDs probably don't cost very much. It, it's not out there on stream, but it it can't. No, that DVD can't cost a lot of money. <laughs> no, but it's good. I I do enjoy it. All right, we're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. I was very busy today. I know I was busy. I can't. I literally can't read this question, so I'm just going into the email. Okay. <laughs> because whatever the fuck I wrote down is... Can you read that? No wiener. <laughs> that one doesn't say no wiener. That no one's ticket. A, that one's like, Ken... I have no. All right, I've got a question to the editor. Do you don't have no. to pull one up? I got, I got one here for you. I have emails, but fine. If you okay, want, I have hey, one. For if you, you want to ask us your own questions, you can write them in editorscomics at gmail But apparently, we're skipping that I, format because Jared has a question. Well, I'm going to spring this question on you. I think it fits the topic of the week. What is one live action film that you would like to see an animated adaptation of? Okay, or like an anime, a live action property that you. would like to see some sort of animated yeah so so my brain immediately is going to okay what is something that could benefit from kind of the limitless nature of animation like if you're going to animate something like what what is something that you couldn't do or not that you couldn't do but it'd be like super pricey my first reaction would be to say like i would like to see a commandy movie uh from dc which i don't think would ever happen in live action because it would be i i think too much of a, or at least currently unless like dc like totally turns their shit around it would be too much of a gamble commandy is basically um in the far-flung future like this one boy finds himself in a bunker underground that um is a designated command hyphen d okay and he just ends up naming himself after that but with a k in the front of it and it's basically not entirely uh so heavily influenced by planet of the apes so it's a bunch of like you know apes walking around and like a bunch of like tigers walking around who are like all uh walking and talking and to properly do that i I feel like it's not a well enough known property but i feel like if you did it animated that would be cheaper and then you could do all of like the literal like uh walking and talking apes all the walking and talking like tigers and also walking and talking dogs like that kind of stuff i feel like that would be a safer bet that wouldn't um cost like you know 200 million dollars but mm-hmm. that, that's not an existing movie so something that exists maybe not necessarily a movie but it could be like a tv show or, or something that's live action that's not animated like you think about 
you have like animated Batman, you've had animated Superman, you've had animated X-Men, you've had different things become animated. This is, it's a little bit of a cheat because it almost existed and halfway is real. Uh, there was a Buffy animated show that was going to happen to the, like the point where, um, not, not a pilot. Well, fuck, what's the terminology for it? Like, it's not test footage, there, but you can, ba- you can find like a six minute thing of, um, a Buffy animated show that was going to come out after the show ended, but it was supposed to take place in season one that also involved Don. I'm not going to get into that if you're unaware of who that is, but that, that fully existed had almost the entire cast back for it minus sarah michelle geller they got the actress who uh voiced buffy in like uh, xbox and a playstation game i didn't i never played the xbox one the playstation one fucking sucked it's awful but it, it looks really cool and it almost got picked up and it was like whedon was on it you know before we knew awful things about whedon jeff Loeb was on it before we knew awful things about jeff Loeb. The guy, um, he did a lot of like the Marvel TV stuff. He's the guy who wrote um, Commando, mm-hmm. the, the Schwarzenegger movie, and a bunch of other stuff. But it was, it's a good looking pilot, or not pilot, but it's good looking footage. Like it looked fun. And it was like, for as much as Buffy was like, you know, like demons are like metaphors for XYZ. Like sometimes uh, the budget caught up with them. Yeah. Much like, you know, like a Star Trek. Like sometimes like you're, you want to do a thing and what you can do with your budget is maybe. Ted Lasso's out. Oh. That's what my phone just is telling me. Do you have the Apple TV Plus? I do. Ah. So I can watch Ted Lasso. Ah, well, I just have regular Apple TV. But that, it's a cheat because it almost existed. And speaking of Kevin Smith, there was an interview that uh, Jeff Loeb did on Fat Man on Batman, like maybe 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I know they were like, they got as far as like they were um, meeting with MTV about maybe picking up the show. And... And like it's like MTV was kind of like dancing around, like, well, we kind of you know, we kind of want to do this, we kind of want to do this, and I guess Whedon just went, I'm sorry, do you want the cartoons to fuck? And they went, yes, wow, and then he walked out. Oh, okay, well there it is, everyone's favorite human, Joss Whedon. Okay, okay, I got a couple different thoughts because I was also thinking my through my head like of other things. Remember there was like animated Ghostbusters, animated, yeah, 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 animated Back to the Future. That was a TV show on the weekends. Yeah, there was crazy stuff like back like the eighties and as yeah. like RoboCop and like <laughs> Yeah. So um one thing I was thinking of, because the question just kind of filtered into my head, you know, I still haven't finished Sandman, but I feel like Sandman could be lent to an animated series. You yeah, could do something defi- with I mean, that. E- even like the last like episode that they put out, they're like, haha, surprise, there's an extra one. That's all animated. Yeah, but like carrying on with that. Animated Watchmen, you could do kind of come back to that. And do an animated series of that. Um, speaking of that, yeah, th- th- this is going back a ways. You can find this. I'm, I'm sure it's still there. You can find it's so wonderfully done, and I highly recommend you look it up. Um, you can find a YouTube video of like, what if Watchmen was a Saturday morning cartoon, and someone did this amazing intro oh, to it. Wow, it, it, it blew up at the time. I highly, if you haven't seen it, definitely recommend looking up like, what if Watchmen was a Saturday morning cartoon. It's fucking great. Now here's one I th- I thought of. Because I was thinking of like, what would be better off? And this might actually perk you up a little bit. What if instead of because the failed live action movie, Dark Tower is an animated series? I guess if like if you wanted to do it like a show that I haven't seen, which is weird for me to be referencing. But if you want to do it like in the style of like what Netflix did for like Castlevania or something, like something that like looks intense, yeah, yeah. And and then that would also solve the Jake problem because part of the problem with the Dark Tower, like. Even if um, this proposed series that uh, Mike Flanagan is doing is going to happen, like Jake is supposed to be like 10 to 12. Yeah. And if you do a show for like seven years, 
that yeah. kid ain't gonna stay 10 to 12 no. so if yeah if you did do it animated that was that would solve the jake problem would yeah that would definitely be a plus there like because yeah i mean if if the show goes for a while like it eventually it's like oh look we had this 10 year old kid oh now he's 20 like that kind of defeats the purpose yeah so yeah so yeah that that, that would solve some problems all right definitely there you, there you go see that's a good question to the editor it would also like some of the Susanna stuff would definitely be. I think uh, you could accomplish that probably better in animation. Yeah, yeah there, there's definitely a way to approach that. There, yeah, there are certainly things I think that animation lends itself to. I thought it was just talking about a live action thing or a property that got, or even some of the stuff is like like Susanna giving birth to to Mordred, who's a spider with like a baby face. Yeah, draw that shit up <laughs> like that. That, that's just gonna look weird if it ever gets adapted <laughs> yeah but i think <laughs> look look at the spider that has a baby face could, because roland fucked this one sex demon and then she fucked a different sex demon but that sex demon had the roland's come from the other sex demon and put it into her and yeah, it's, it's a whole thing all right and on that note if you enjoyed the show <laughs> <is> that it <laughs> that's a thing it's it's a weird it's probably one of my least favorite aspects of the dark tower but that's a thing all right well i think that's it then for the show <laughs> If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. Dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, speaking of sexual intercourse with sex demons, Pod to the Dark Tower. I'm sure that'll become a topic on that show. And you can only get that if you're a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. Uh, episode yeah. three out? Not yet. Uh, probably this week. All right. There you go. Episode... It's, it's recorded. I just haven't edited it. All right. Yet. Episode three, Pod to the Dark Tower coming your way. Not like Roland was. And multiple sex demons and baby-headed there's spiders. So, there's so much sex. So many sex demons in that series. <laughs> well, there you go. So patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. Interact with us. Send us your emails, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can also find us on, uh, well, actually, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can find Zach on social media. Just look up Editors Note Comics. Yeah, I'll be talking about sex demons. Okay, there you go. I uh, will not on my Twitter, <laughs> at Junior Rich. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Be- because uh, there is a kind of maligned uh, Harrison Ford movie coming out. We're going to talk about a previous kind of maligned one, but one that has definitely gained a big-ass fucking following. Ooh, yeah. Actually, this could be a decent animated as well. Uh, there there was some animated shorts oh, that already happened. For Blade Runner. Yeah, we're talking Blade Runner next week. We'll the be back. The original Blade Runner. The original Blade Runner, and by that I mean uh, the fourth available version that's out there. there the you go. final cut from 2007. All right. Bye. Next week. Bye.